Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. The principle for today is on reflecting. The principle is that reflecting creates power in your life by reminding you of what you've done and reminding you that you are building something that you value. So let's take a look at a few experiences from the week and see how reflecting comes into play and how reflecting creates power. So here's the first example. During a coaching session last week, a client wanted to check in with her summer goals. And so the question that we started with was, imagine yourself at the end of the summer and just pause in that moment for just a minute and now turn around and look back. What do you want to have had happen? What do you want to look back on now that your summer is over? What do you want? What do you need? What are you glad that you did? What do you wish you had done? And so reflecting back on something before it's happened is actually a really powerful tool. You can imagine yourself in the future and then imagine yourself reflecting back so that you can begin to discover what it is you actually want. When we asked that question, she said, I want to feel recharged. Is that bad? I think it's fascinating that when we figure out what we actually do want for ourselves, we can sometimes second guess ourselves because goals tend to be typical, predictable, um, kind of productive looking in order to be goals. We don't usually set, you know, self-care goals or goals that we really want that are fun. You don't think of goals as let's go out and do the fun things. And yet as adults, especially as leaders of families, we really do need to make time for ourselves to do those fun things and to set aside some of the typical productive goals and do something that we actually want. And so if you think about how can we put effort into this thing that we want, which is to feel recharged at the end of the summer, what does that actually look like? And so I asked her, what does recharging look like for you? She identified three different things. One of them was feeling rested. I never feel rested. I'm just always tired. I think a lot of us can relate to that. The second one was being ready. She wanted to be ready for her next semester to start. She had a book that her professor had recommended over the summer. She needed to have some ideas for her thesis topic because she was writing a thesis. She wanted to feel not only prepared, but actually kind of a little bit ahead. And she had a good plan for that. She already decided, you know, that she was going to start the book that week and she knew what she was going to do in order to feel prepared. And then the last thing was this kind of tagline almost at the end to say, I, I hope I have enough fun this summer. Part of feeling recharged is knowing that you did some fun things and that you weren't just always working and getting all the things that needed to be done. Another interesting thing is that right after she said, I hope I do fun things. Like I think I'd feel a little more recharged if I did some fun things. And then she said, I think, wait a minute, I am doing fun things why don't I register them as fun things? They're there, but I don't know. I don't know if I need to have more fun or why I'm not registering this as I am having a fun summer halfway through here. So the next question that we talked about was, what needs to be true for you to look back at the end of this summer and register that you actually did have fun? 
And as she pondered for a minute, again, kind of anticipating reflecting later on, if I was going to reflect at the end of the summer and figure out that, oh, I did have a fun summer, what would you need? She said, I would need a list. I like lists. Lists are my jam. And so if we designed sort of a, a gold journal page for what that would look like, it would have at the top of it, fun things I did this summer and not only have a list of all the fun things, but why they were fun. She did some things that she said that not everybody thinks are fun, but she really wanted to register them for her as fun. Like I watched a Christmas movie in the middle of the summer. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I read a nonfiction book. A lot of people don't think that's fun, but I like it. I learned something new from it. And so whatever it is that I think is fun, I want to write those things down. And some of them will be family things, but I want some of them to be personal things. So maybe I can even, you know, make a little note of which ones are family things and which ones are just for me. Maybe I can put a star by the ones that are just for me. I love this idea of imagining yourself in a future position and then imagining yourself reflecting back on this time period in front of you and then asking yourself, what will I want at that moment to be remembering, to be reflecting on? Let's look at a second way that reflecting can be powerful and can create power in your life. So as I coach a variety of people with their variety of goals, often what will happen is they'll kind of start in the middle of the goal instead of at the beginning of a goal. They'll say, this is what I want to work on. I'm working on my writing. I'm working on my photography. I'm working on connection. I'm working on planning dinner meals. I'm working on getting organized. I'm working on finding a way to do planning throughout my day in a way that's flexible and manageable so that my dreams can connect to my real life. It almost seems as though that they're starting from ground zero by forming a formal goal and so that nothing that they did before that counts toward their goal because today's the day they're starting their goal, so today is ground zero. But when you ask questions that get them reflecting on what they've already done and what they've already learned and how far they've already come, it's astonishing to me how far they have already come on their goals. These things that they're doing are important to them, so of course they've been incorporating it into their lives. A good question for this is to ask, what have you done so far or what's worked for you in the past around this kind of a goal? And you begin to get all kinds of stories about work they've already done, about skills they already have, experience they already have. And so I think sometimes when we're setting goals and looking forward, we don't take the time to reflect and look back on what we've already done in preparation for this goal. It's like we stand on the shoulders of our own past efforts. And so honoring our own past efforts in some way can be so powerful. That moment of reflecting can even be recorded in a goal journal. You can have a page that says what I've done so far and you record the things you've done so far and then you can also make plans for the future. So a goal journal isn't only about planning for the future. It isn't only about anticipating and, and working hard and making plans and figuring out what's happening next. It's also about reflecting for a minute and honoring what you've done to get to this point so far. Honoring what you've done to get to this point so far can give you confidence. It can remind you that you're not starting from zero and it can be really motivating because you see the progress you've already done and you're respecting that progress. 
sometimes it's hard to reflect. So for example, if I say, what did I do today? I don't even know what I did today. I find that time feels like it gets away from me and I, I look at it and I go, what happened to my time? What did I do with this time? And so I've been doing some little gold journal experiences or experiments where I'll actually, for a period of time, maybe for a day or two, just write down as often as I can what time it is and what I've been doing and what I'm doing now, like the next thing that I'm gonna be doing. And it's not something you would wanna do all of the time in your life, but it helps me to get some perspective on what I actually do with my day. It gives me an opportunity to reflect because I'm jotting it down. So at the end of the day, when I look back, I go, oh, that's what I did with my day. So if we want the, the power and the privilege of reflecting, one of the things we need to do is actually record. Recording is a part of the gift of reflecting later on. And the recording doesn't have to be some big journal kind of thing. It can be something as simple as a list. It can be something as simple as a little log. It also doesn't have to be something that's like consistent routine that you do every single day. It can be something that you do as a project girl. You can record something one time and still later on be able to reflect on it multiple times. So for example, one of the clients I was working with does a Marco Polo on a regular basis with some different groups and different friends and family. And before she gets ready to do her next one, she'll often go back and listen to the last one so she can kind of remember what she said. And that little bit of reflecting because she had something to go back to was really powerful for her. And it reminds her of the things she was doing that she totally would have forgotten had she not done that little Marco Polo video with her friends. Another project that I found really interesting was someone created something called Mama Gems, which was, I'm just going to tell you these little stories in, um, I think it was a written format, maybe with some photos in there to say, here's some things that I think as a mom, here's why I think it's important to, you know, to make your bed. And here's a little article that goes with that. And so when you have this little collection of stories, there weren't very many, and she did it for a specific project for someone who was away from home and then shared it with all of the family. That one-time project gives everybody a chance to go back and reflect on it. They can go back and read about what she was doing and what was valuable to her. Sometimes we may think that our lives are too mundane or not interesting or important enough to actually record anything that we're gonna go back and reflect on. And one of the, I think, powers of having a goal journal is that you can create these little groupings or little listings of things that give mundane things the importance that they deserve. You know, one example was that there was a person who liked to read mysteries. And so she said, you know what I really wanna have is is a list of all of the Agatha Christie mysteries. I think she's the best. I think she's brilliant. And I like pausing halfway through and thinking, how can I think outside of the box? I never figure out who's actually done it, but I like standing in that moment and trying to think outside of the box and think like they do, because I think that that's fascinating and fun. And so having a little place in your goal journal where you can record the mysteries that you've read, it seems like in some ways that would be small, mundane, not a big deal. Okay, you write a book, that's awesome. But to record it honors the joy that that brings you, the fun that you have in, in thinking about the mysteries and in reading your next one. And so collecting these simple things into one list creates 
a sense of importance that you can then go back to and reflect on. You're probably not going to reflect on or even remember which mystery you've read if you've read a lot of them. But if you have a little page that says, here's the title of the book, the butler did it. Oh yeah, I remember it brings all of that back to you. And it gives you this little spark of joy that says, I love mysteries. That's a part of who I am. It's a part of what I like to do. The third way that I think reflecting creates power in our lives is in being able to reflect on realizations that you've had and then reflecting on them helps you apply those realizations to your life so that your learning life's lessons doesn't get lost. One way to do that is to write little letters or notes to yourself. So here's a couple of examples. I remember one mom who said that she needed to remind herself to quit thinking you're a crafty mom. And she would actually write a little note to herself that said, quit thinking you're a crafty mom. And I don't know what the rest of that letter to herself said, but I like to imagine the kinds of things that would be in there. Like, okay, I'm owning that I'm not crafty and that's fine. And here's what I really like. I love photography. I love being outdoors. I love my family. So as a reminder, hey, you're not the crafty mom, so don't buy that crafty stuff. Don't make crafty goals. Just appreciate other people who do and enjoy and, and like their stuff, but you don't need to create it yourself. Think about what you really, really want. Do what you really, really want. You can buy other people's crafty stuff on Etsy or Home Goods or Hobby Lobby or at the boutiques if that's what you want to do. But just a reminder, you're not that crafty mom and that's okay. We love ourselves just the way we are. And so a letter to yourself like that can be not only therapeutic in the moment that you do it and insightful to be like, oh yeah, that's not who I am. This is who I am. But actually writing the letter out gives you a chance later on to come back and reflect on it. Putting it in a place that will remind you sometimes of your bigger goals. Maybe you have a letter to yourself about how you um, get your family fed. And you want to put that in the kitchen so that when you open that cupboard door, that letter reminds you about who you are and how you go about doing that because there's a thousand ways to do it and you don't have to do it like your neighbor. You don't have to do it like your friend. You don't have to do it like your mother-in-law. You can do it the way you want to do it. And that letter to yourself reminds you of the insight that you gained at some insightful moment and had the wherewithal to write it down and jot it down. Here's another example of another client who was thinking about like, okay, here's what I learned about myself. I have some summer project lefts. They aren't the fun ones. I've already done the fun ones. I'm halfway through, but I know I'll feel better if I get them done. And so I can imagine writing a letter to herself and what that might include. If it were me, it would include things like this. Okay, I've got some not fun things that left to do. I know I'll feel better at the end of the summer if these get done. I'm also probably going to feel angry if I do them all by myself. And so what do I need? I need to ask for help. My family can't read my mind. So I'll remind myself that in this letter, my family can't read my mind, but also they can only listen to me lecture for so long. And, and I don't want to be that nagger person. So what worked last time? Okay. Last time I think that it went well, I made a list, I put it on the fridge. And then I called a family meeting and I said, okay, here's what we're doing and here's why we're doing it. And you see that list over there? 
I want you to pick one thing from the list or let's discuss how that list is going to get done. Remember, you don't have to do this all alone. You're not in this alone. You're not the only one who can work on the garage and do these other projects. You're not alone. I love the idea of these letters to myself because I often write them in a time where I'm insightful and so I've got this figured out and I'm like, oh yeah, this is how I want to be or this is who I am. And if I'll write it down later on when I'm not in that insightful place, it can remind me, oh, that's right. This is who I want to be. I don't have to get sucked into that whirlpool of doing things other ways or for other people. This is who I am. This letter reminds me of that. So we covered a lot of principles today that are related to this mama principle of reflecting creates power. Reflecting in advance helps you figure out what you really want. That's that idea of going to the end of the summer or the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever it is that you're thinking about with your goals, looking back and saying, what will I regret not having done? What is it that I really want to have happen in this time period? And so that reflecting in advance helps you figure out what you really want. Reflecting on a mundane, ordinary day connects you to what you value. Putting those mundane, ordinary things that you do into a list that gathers them all into one place helps you remember why you do them. And the last one is reflecting on realizations you've had by writing a little note to yourself helps you apply those realizations to your life. So the life lessons that you're learning don't get lost. So if we want to take a moment to reflect in our futures and to get the power that can come from reflecting, that means that right now we've got to jot some things down so we have some things to look back and reflect on. And like all principles that have the power to change your life, it's totally worth the effort. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.